How you doing, beautiful people? I would like to welcome you to the Ra Amahetep Amen Show. And again, this show is based upon using philosophies, information, knowledge to help us move forward and be successful. Today, what we wanted to discuss is this concept of respect, or in other words, the power of respect, um, and how respect is a major piece in you becoming successful in life and you experiencing the continuous abundance that you need to experience. Now, when we use the term respect, it's typically geared towards people that are younger showing respect to those who are older than them. You know, as a matter of fact, I grew up in an age where respect, respecting your elders was a big uh, piece. Um, it was something that was a big part of the African-American society in the past by which you were trained to address adults in a particular manner. You know, for instance, um, in my household that I grew up in, you know, it was very important for you to, was very important, it was very important for your, <laughs> your physical well-being, if you will, <laughs> to address adults a certain way. So we had to answer to all adults, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. No, sir, yes, sir. And it's something that I still find myself doing today. So even people that are older than me, you, older than me I'll still be in that rhythm of saying yes, sir, no, sir, and to the point where they have to kind of ask me to uh, stop addressing them in that way. But anyway, um, you know, these were the protocols that were set up for us to facilitate conversation with elders. And what was interesting is, you know, um, that was something that was driven home in the days that I was growing up, in the, in, in the space that I was functioning through. Now, mind you, we grew up poor, you know, so, uh, you know, I grew up in, you know, different settings, but in one setting, you know, we, we lived in, you know, a housing projects, and in another setting, you know, I kind of lived off into, like, the, you know, the country. But one thing was unanimous throughout you know, uh, those poverty-stricken areas was that we were trained to be respectful. So now what's interesting is we have the Generation Z and the millennials by which you have these younger parents now who are raising children and who aren't really teaching the concept of respect. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't go as far as to say that Generation Z and millennials are disrespectful. I wouldn't go that far, but what I would say is that the concept of respect is not prioritized. Now, there's a good reason behind that. So now, if I go back to when I grew up and how we were taught to respect people, so therefore you address them as yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and you, you know, when an adult was talking, you listen and things of that nature, and we were put in that position, it was really more so not something that was based upon understanding, it was more so based upon conditioning us to um, function in a certain way when we are functioning within the uh, space of elders. So I wouldn't say that the millennials are disrespectful. What I would say is that the concept of respect has not transcended into this new age, right? The new age of Aquarius has not transcended into this new age by which respect can have a different meaning that associates itself with the success of the Generation Z and, gen and the Millennials. I don't think it has been co correctly tied into 
how they can utilize the power of respect to bring themselves into greater levels of success. For instance, even though I grew up in a time by which respect was a big thing and was prioritized and everybody addressed the adults in that manner, I think what ends up happening is we have to sit back and go, okay, what is the benefit of being quote unquote respectful? And I think the Generation Z and the millennials actually look at it as, well, you know, we're basically all you're saying is that I have to follow what the adults are doing or the adults have control over what I do. All right. You know, I'm here. Your respect means I'm here to be subservient to adults. And that is absolutely not the case. And that's why I wanted to put together this podcast. You know, I love a lot about the, the millennials and Generation Z, you know, the shackles, <laughs> for lack of a better word, that had been placed upon us as we grew up through, you know, deep racism and different things that are going on. And you were shackled to really um, polarize how you were able to be successful. And so, like, you know, you were only successful if you had a job, if you had a high paying job, if you you know worked and went to college and things of that nature. And what I like about the Generation Z and the millennials is they are they are bucking all those trends, all those ancillary do's and don'ts, moral codes, moral standards that were there to control and exert a level of control. They are saying they are destroying those things to open us up for a new expression of success. So with that being said, um, if you are in a state of change, if you're in a state by which the system and traditions are changing and defining a new success, then the concept of respect must also evolve. If, if for me to say, hey, I'm, I'm respectful to elders, in other words, I have to understand what is it that an elder has that's going to provide me with something that's going to make me successful in my space. If me being respectful to an elder implies that that elder gets the right to tell me to quit my goals and dreams and quit my, you know, uh, ability to go out and get and, and start my own company and work a job like everybody else, then yes, I'm going to have to decline on that respectfully. So now when you say, hey, I'm opening myself up to follow what the elders say, it means that the elders have to have meaning and value in the current epoch from which I exist, from which, with, from which my success is going to manifest. They have to have something to say about that. If they're still telling me to do things the old way and you're asking me to be subservient to that, then the answer to that must be no and I must drive my own path. <clears throat> so if we just look at respect simply from following the old the elders in your life, then we're going to lose out on the major piece of the power of respect. Now, the ancient ancestors, our, you know, the commissions, the ancient Egyptians, our, our ancestors, our, our African ancestors, they had this concept that I thought, I, I thought would be good for us in, in conjunction with explaining the concept of respect. The ancient Egyptians believed and said that there is one experiencer manifesting through all experience. And this experiencer existed prior to the manifestation of the universe. Prior to the manifestation of the universe, this entity existed only aware of itself. So there's only one experiencer 
manifesting through all experience. Now, if we, to, if we are to sit back and meditate on that concept for a second and come to the understanding of what that concept is saying, then it has to say that all experience that can be experienced must be in, in, in regards to the benefit of the one experiencer. So in other words, since there's only one experience manifesting through all experience, there's only one experiencer. The experience through you, the experience through the rapist, the experience through different entities is only being experienced by one reality. The indivisible reality that existed prior to the manifestation of the universe is only one experiencer. Then if that's the case, then all experience must be for the benefit of the one experiencer. So therefore, we can further imply that all experience that we exist is simply there to bring us into the experience of benevolence. So therefore, all experience is an application towards us experiencing benefits, blessings, benevolence, and so on and so on. So we can further say that the universe was brought into manifestation for the strict exchange of benevolence. One of the four realities as to why the universe manifests manifested, right? One of the reasons why, you know, the four awarenesses of what we said Nebuchadnezzar brought the universe into manifestation. One of those awarenesses is itself as the singular experiencer. Seeking to experience itself as the singular experiencer of benevolence. So therefore, all things, situations, and being must be brought into manifestation to serve the needs of the one experiencer. Now, we can take it a step further. We can say that, you know, the concept of need, the concept of ignorance and things of that nature was put into manifestation simply for us to exchange benevolence. So, therefore, we are exist in a world, in a universe by which we, fun we function on different levels of experience. And, therefore, we have different needs. So, everybody is born with a specific need. And since the universe exists for the strict expression of experience of benevolence, then the concept of need has to attract to it the concept of something that benefits or uplifts you beyond that need. So everything that you attract to you in life is there to help you with your needs. But at the same time, everything you attract is also there to receive from you the blessings that you are here to inspire so that... I can increase through my experience with you, and you can increase through your experience with me. So we can further state for the record that if you find yourself in an experience of malevolence, misery, unhappiness, poverty, and any of those things, then it's something that you had to bring into manifestation because the universe was brought into manifestation to facilitate blessings to facilitate benevolence so we can take it a step further and say that the universe was brought into manifestation to both give and receive from you your blessings you are the provider of blessings for others but at the same time the universe is providing you with blessings in your time of need through the experience and interaction with other other expressions of the one reality so we're all expressions of the one reality United in this one experience through the difference of our life circumstances, 
but we're all here to serve each other. We're all here to provide and be a blessing to each other. But at the same time, we're all here to receive from each other and be blessed by each other. So now if we understand that, your mom, your dad, you chose your mom and dad before you came to earth. As a matter of fact, a concept of African understanding is that prior before you came to earth, before you manifested in your mama's womb, you were the reality of your life was shown to you. And you saw all the things that were destined to happen to you without the outcomes of your free will. All right, and you still chose to come to earth because you still want to continue to experience and grow your experience. So we choose always to come. But in that process, you also choose your parents. So the ancestors say that you chose your parents because you saw in your parents something that you that they had that you needed to increase your experience and move to higher states of experience. You chose your parents. Now, of course, we go through this process, but once we're born into the world of ego and things and sex and drugs and all these different sensual things, we forget that we went through this process and we fall victim to life. But you chose your parents because you saw within them that they had something, a resource, a philosophy, a understanding, wisdom, whatever it is to help you reach the next level of your experience. Because the universe is made for you to both facilitate your, your, your uh, resources as a blessing to other people, and the universe is also created to facilitate towards you things that you need when you need it. As a matter of fact, we have these seven channels of light that are coming to us and leaving us that are both serving to be a blessing to others and both serving to be blessed by others. That's the concept that our ancestors taught us. So when we're talking about respect, we're talking about the articulation of the reciprocity of light and how we are able to stay in the light by which we can receive when we need and when, by which we can give. The way you stay in the light by to, to receive and give, that reciprocity of light, the light that always blesses, the light that always finds us in abundance, that light that always puts us in a position to receive what we need when we need it. The way you stay in the light is through the spiritual practice of respect. The concept of respect is not to put you into a state of subservience to someone else simply because they're older than you. Because a person that's older than you can be more ignorant than you. But the purpose of respect is for you to be able to stay in the light. In certain situations, you are in need, and therefore it is respect that will provide, will open you up to receive what you need. In certain regards, you are the provider. You have something of value that is needed by other people. In that regard, respect allows you to facilitate to those people in a way that is not harmful to you nor others. We call that respect. You must respect me 
for being ignorant to a point where I receive the blessings of you. So you can experience benevolence as the benefactor, and I can experience benevolence as the beneficiary. We're both experiencing the same reality in different ways. We call that respect. See, a lot of times, sometimes when you give to others, you can do it in a disrespectful manner, demeaning people when the reality is the reason why you have that specific resource is simply to give. In order for you to give, there must be people that are willing to receive or in a position to receive. We call that ignorance. We're not here to demean people for being in a position by which we can share. We're here to respect that I get the opportunity to experience benevolence through the ignorance of, an, of that other person that allows me to provide for them to experience the greatness of seeing what I worked hard for, to seeing my sacrifice increase another version of myself. That's benevolence. But at the same time, when I show reverence and respect to someone who has provided for me, someone who has sacrificed on my behalf, that's how I experience benevolence, by looking at that person, saying that person is responsible for my increase. And we are both experiencing the same reality. So when we are talking about respect, we're not talking about you simply uh, just, you know, following what someone says and being quiet when someone says. We're, hoping, we're saying that respect allows you to continue to receive if you're younger than me, if I've traveled the road that you're going down, then, yeah, you got to respect me because I'm traveling down the road that you're going. I'm going to help you avoid the pitfalls. And in that regards, if you want to be more successful, because if I've already traveled the road, you should be more successful than me going down the same road, then you're going to be respectful so you can continue to receive. But in that regard, do you have to follow me and bow down to me and call me? Out? No, you do not. That's not what it's saying. It's saying that you're just keeping the reciprocity of light available to you so that when you need, you receive. That's what respect means. You know, one of the things that I have somewhat of an issue with, I guess, for lack of a better word, is the lack of respect parents have for their children. So hear me out. For instance, you may have a parent who through their wrong eating habits, put themselves in certain disadvantage physically and health-wise. And so you may find that they have, for instance, di they develop diabetes. They have, they have children. And instead of using that experience to be a blessing to their children, right, the fact that I have to endure diabetes, but I'm enduring this so that I can teach you how to eat so you don't achieve this, right? But no, these people, what are they doing? They're teaching their children the same tradition of eating that caused them to manifest all the ill logical outcomes and unhappiness and misery that diabetes caused them. In other words, you travel in a path and you're not taking that wisdom and, and having respect for the universal consciousness, the, the one experience manifesting through all things in your children, and therefore you're leading them down the same path to becoming sick and ill. That is disrespect. And the people who do that find themselves in continuous misery, 
continuous unhappiness, continuous poverty, because they may think that just because that they are praying to something outside of themselves, that they're okay, when the reality is you're, you're very disrespectful to the people who wanted to, who chose to come through you to experience your light. That's disrespect, and that creates misery. You see, when a child becomes 18, and I know I'm digressing here, but when a child becomes 18, they're not adults. As a matter of fact, the African, West African tradition teaches us that people aren't adults until they're 28. Well, psychology just backed that up because psychology says what? Your frontal lobe capabilities of your brain, right? The critical thinking part of your brain is not awakened until you're 28. You see, it's okay for children to make their own mistakes, but it's not okay for children to repeat the mistakes of their parents. If children are repeating the mistakes of their parents, there's, a, there's some type of disrespect going on. Either the parents didn't respect the children enough to teach them respect, but teach them things that would prevent them from making the, the same, same you know, mistakes. Or the children weren't trained to respect parents to be able to understand when to receive and when not to receive. Yes, if I'm talking to you, yeah, you should listen to me, but you should be able to filter out what's necessary for you and what's not. The concept of respect is not asking you to follow somebody and be subservient to them. The concept of respect is always allowing you to be open to receive what you need to be the best version of yourself at any time in your life. You have to understand that you were born in both ignorance and experience. You were born in both need and abundance. So there's no time in your life where you will not be in a position by which you're not in need. So therefore, respect is something that is a tool that throughout our lives, no matter where we are in our life, that we're able to use it to always bring us into a state of benevolence and abundance when needed. If you understand the concept that there's only one experiencer manifesting through all experience, and if you understand that your child is that one experience manifesting through the flesh of that child as that child, and if you understood that your blessings were tied up in the well-being of that child and that that child was put in your life for you to facilitate what you have in abundance to that child to improve their success and that child was put in your life that child was put in your life to receive and both of those experiences allow us to experience the concept of benevolence which expresses itself as blessings, benefit, and abundance, then you would act differently towards your child. So what is respect? Respect is receiving in love and understanding of the, of the sacrifices that others are making upon your behalf so that you can become a better version of yourself. We call that respect. When you show somebody reverence and understanding that this person is sacrificing themselves to increase you, we call that respect. So therefore, when an elder is speaking, 
you're not saying that respect means I should I gotta listen to this person, blah blah blah. No, respect is saying that you are respecting that this person is spending the time to share with you whatever wisdom they may have that may be beneficial to you or not. But the bit the, the concept of respect is simply to listen. And if you just understand that, you will put your always find yourself in that reciprocity of light. But which those channels of lights are always open by which you're always able to receive when you need. The second concept of respect is giving. It's respecting that that person that you must give to you, that person that's asking you to give, that person that's asking you to forgive, that person that's asking you to share some wisdom with them, that person that's acting out in ignorance. We can't look down upon them. We can't shun them. We can't consider them the salt of the earth. Those people exist so that we can provide for them. And through providing for them, we also experience benevolence. We said that the universe manifested to facilitate benevolence. The universe is organized itself to receive benevolence from you and provide benevolence to you. The only reason why you can experience malevolence, misery, suffering, unhappiness, and so on and so on is because you are being disrespectful. You have created the concept of disrespect as a way of behaving, and therefore you've cut off those channels of light that are there to provide for you. But if you understand the concept of respect, you'll be able to not only increase your wealth and well-being in this world, right? But you're also able to increase the wealth and well-being of others around you. And just think of a society by which we were able to do that. Well, guess what? The black community did that prior to desegregation. <laughs> and we didn't have the same problems that our community has now. We didn't have a marriage problem. We didn't have a children's problem. We didn't have a kid's problem. We didn't have a crime problem. But that's a whole nother conversation. If you want to stay in a state of abundance, if you want to experience a, the state of wealth, there's no abundance, there's no wealth that you can manifest long-term that is done without the application of respect.